the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also and that is second timothy chapter 2 verse 2 and welcome back ladies and gentlemen to another episode of bridge radio and we are coming at you from the great state of texas I am your host, A.W. Varilla, and I am going solo today. (laughs) Steve and TD are out today, so I'll be running uh, the podcast solo, but that's okay. I've done it before. I hope everybody is doing well. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's just get uh, some update on Bridge News, as uh, we've been mentioning for the last, you know, five months six months um we got our spanish conference coming up uh in november 11th our spanish conference november 11th 2023 at 9 a.m at uh texas a&m international university uh tammy U. we're gonna be doing our um our conference on uh complete in him in spanish um, and it's going to be completos in and uh, in el, uh, how to how to enjoy the gospel and love Jesus Christ and uh, just a great book. We just recently have uh, translated that book from Michael Barrett into Spanish. So if you guys are looking to stop by here at Bridge Ministry for our Spanish speaking uh, audience, please stop by and pick up the book. Also. Our seminary cohorts, we are accepting new students uh, for Birmingham Theological Seminary. Uh, we're super excited um, for our cohort for this fall. If you guys are still interested in pursuing a certificate or if you're looking to get a doctorate, a master's in theology and other thing, please stop by at Bridge. You can ask Steve some questions or you can go to bridgemanlaredo.org, our website, and you can go on to the tab for uh, seminary cohort and you can get some information uh, on the website. Uh, again, we're super excited. Uh, we've had several several young men already go through it we we've had several women interested also enjoying bts Uh, they've been around a long time great professors so please go check that out also please go on our website and keep look uh, excuse me uh keep going on our website and you can see all the bible studies that are going on currently uh, we're still going through uh, Joshua, a 12 a week study, Disciplines of a Godly Man, is still going on on Fridays. We still have our Reform uh, Theological, uh, Reform Systematic Theology by Joe Beakey and Smalley, Volume 3, going on Thursday. And then the Reform Systematic Theology, Volume 1, Revelation and God by Joe Beakey, is going on on Saturday mornings. Uh, so please go check us out and uh and sign up uh today we have a new author um mina mara from moody uh publishing uh mina mina wrote a book on uh influential mentor howard hendrix uh his life and his legacy so we are looking forward to have him on uh today a, uh, a new guest so please stay tuned 
Please don't forget to subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit, again, our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. And please don't forget to download our app. And if the Lord moves to give you, give to us, <laughs> give to you. If the Lord moves to give to the ministry, please just go on the website and we'll take a dollar. And uh, again, everything that we are doing here in the border town is for the glory of God. And we have a lot, a lot to uh, do here. And we are super excited. Well, let's get this podcast started. My Namara is a freelance writer and journalist who has interviewed over 500 influential leaders, including two presidents, two U.S. presidents, and three vice presidents, and a variety of others. He has learned what it takes to not only lead well, but to mentor well. Mina and his family attend High Point Church in Kennesaw, Georgia area. Mina, welcome to Bridge Radio for the first time. You know, I got to tell you, uh, Abraham, that was amazing. <laughs> I think I'm going to carry you like with me to all these interviews, man. <laughs> I'm just like, whoa, that's pretty good, man. How are you doing? I, I am doing great, and, uh, and I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, we're going to be talking about your book, the influential, the influential mentor, how the life and legacy of Howard Hendrick equipped and inspired a generation of leaders by Moody Publishing. But uh, Mina, before we begin, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how the Lord drew you to saving faith? Man, that's a great question, I, and I, I wish more people would ask that question, Abraham. To be mm. honest with you, man. I was born and raised in Orlando, Florida, not Texas, but I would say we are the we are the second best. You guys are the second best thing to us, is what I would say, <laughs> uh, because we're you know right down there in the middle, smack dab in the middle of what I call heat, man, down there. But born and raised in Orlando, man, and it's it's weird when I think about this time of the year, summer, when when, when we're taping this, obviously, um, it's when I came to know Jesus, mm. man. I remember like it was yesterday, I was a middle school student, um, you know, had no clue what life was all about and had, had I, I just had great mentors around me. And we're talking about that uh, today, but had great mentors around me who just asked me the, the, the simple question, man, like, where do you stand spiritually? Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget going, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. And it was a very simple, basic process. For me, there wasn't any, you know, lightning or anything like that going off, Abraham. It was just a simple, you know, in the middle of a dorm room down in Lake Yale, Florida. I think it was Lake Yale, Florida, um, where I remember, you know, my mentor at the time and still is saying, repeat after me, mm-hmm. man. And that's what I love about faith in Jesus, that somebody has to take it to us, man. If it's not brought to us, there is no reception, if that makes sense, Abraham. And so it's one of those things where I love what you guys are doing is that you are taking the gospel to people, man. Um, Someone gave it to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, And thank you for that. The importance of disciple making as well, right? Uh, people yeah. who are going to spend time and tell us the truth about the gospel, and I, I, I love that somebody was in your life to do that. 
Now, um, um, Mina, Howard Hendrick was a well-known in the academic community as a respected professor, author, speaker, and mentor. What inspired you to write about his life and legacy? That's a great question. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm going to be just honest about this, is that most people don't know who he is. Yes. You know, and so it was one of those kind of things I had to ask myself, okay, most people don't know who he is. I barely knew who he was before this project. I heard him speak one time in my church as a as a as a as an elementary kid mm-hmm. to be fair. and so i began just asking the question how can we relay the principles that howard taught so many great leaders from andy stanley to tony evans to to jenny allen to the vice president of chick-fil-a like how can we relate those principles to everybody else, man. And although I'm excited to be here with you today, I got to be honest, when this season's over, I don't know what I'm going to do, man, because (laughs) the past two years, I've had the privilege to get up, come down to my computer screen here and, and find out who this guy was. At the same time, I didn't know at the time when I said yes, so I almost didn't say yes, Mm. to be fair. Um, when I said yes, how much the Lord would use his life to impact mine. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Now, um, you mentioned that he is not as well known. Um, but, um, Howard, uh, had a tough time with depression early in his uh, childhood year. How did Howard deal with this? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, if you talk to anybody who's on the front line, and I would say Howard was on the front line, was a missionary. Mm. Um, I know we're talking to the missionary community yeah. to a large degree here. Talk to anybody on the front line, and they will tell you, as you already know, it's a very draining assignment, mm. man. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not for the faint of heart, as they say. <laughs> um, you know, because you're working with people yeah. who are coming along your path at probably not their best. And so here's so, so, so here's, you know, you know, Dr. Hendricks, he's in the middle of Dallas. He's dealing with with students who have come from all around the world, all around the country. Even they're broke. They're poor. There's not a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Man. And he's having to train them up to go and share their faith with others. Mm-hmm. Man. And so he was a missionary in a large regard in the missionary community depression is just very very real Mm. and so here he was dealing with that and i want to say this too abraham he's dealing with depression man when it wasn't even acceptable to even talk about wow you know you think about it we've just started talking about it now in the last 20 30 years where it's somewhat acceptable to, to, to bring up during his day and his time if you told someone to go to counseling man that would have been a complete insult. Yeah, very taboo, probably. Very taboo, man. Wow, wow, that's 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 amazing, and because probably in that generation they just had to deal with it and how they had to deal with it. Because um, I'm sure, and I don't know, but 
there might be shame attached to that, you know, some shame like, oh, you're depressed. You can't handle what's going on in your life. And not understanding some of the even things of depression and things that might be happening in our brains and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and to deal with that, I, I, I don't know, was he, that was that something that he was dealing with alone is where it deal with it quite alone mm. and. I would tell anyone who's dealing with with depression right now to please seek out godly counsel. Mm. I mean, it's okay to go to a counselor. And Howard would say it's okay to go to a counselor, too. Um, But during his day and his age, if you said you were going to counseling and his president at the time at at Dallas did say to him, you you may need to go to counseling. And so just kind of imagine hearing that. And at the same time, you're trying to do what God's called you to do. And at the same time, you're dealing with this 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 huge problem in your life, man. And so what Howard did, you know, is what Howard always did do for the most part. I mean, he sought out scripture and he let that guide him through it. Um, but that's all that he had. I want to be very clear about this. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's all that he had at that point in time. Thankfully, we have more resources and more tools that you can go along with it. Jesus plus therapy is okay. <laughs> I love it. Now, um, now, Jeannie Getz was a big influence on your decision to write the book. Huge, man, huge. How did his idea and suggestion guide you in pursuing the story of Howard Hendricks? Um, you know, I, I was on my way to the pool um, with my daughter. If you have any kids, Abraham, you know what this is like. Do you have kids, Abraham? Right? I, I, I do not, but uh, not yet, at oh. least, you know. So. Oh, my gosh, Abraham. <laughs> when you have kids, you will realize the Lord allows you to have some. You will realize that going to the pool is like the highlight of the day <laughs> when they're of the age of 10. So we were in the middle of going to the pool. Is the highlight of the day. <laughs> and, and it was one of those things where she was on on one side going, can we go, Daddy? And I'm talking to, like, one of the greatest, you know, teachers, biblical Bible teachers of all time, Dr. Gene Getz, and he is going, I think you should write about Howard Hendricks and his depression, finally. Mm. And I remember thinking, Whoa, where'd that come from? I know you had those kind of moments before. Yeah, Abraham. yeah, yeah. <laughs> where did this go? And thought about now. Now here's what I gotta tell this side story. Yeah, yeah so let's sorry. let's tell it. Let's tell it. I gotta tell. So so here's where it gets really kind of interesting. I've never shared this out, out loud. I don't know why I'm sharing it with with your audience right now. But when I first started this journalism type, you know, deal, Abraham. To be fair with you, man, it didn't start off well. The first mm. three years. We were very, very broke. I've never shared this before. Um, and so I worked for an organization called Walk Through the Bible, great organization, great people. And they allowed me to come alongside them and do what they were doing for a, what's the word, for a small period of time. That's what I, that's what I should say. They were, they were very, very gracious and kind. And so oftentimes I would go and pick up my check which wasn't that much, Abraham, to be fair. Um, and I'd go to their office and pick it up. And while I was in the office area there, Howard Hendricks helped start Walk Through the Bible, man. And so I would look through some of, some of the material 
in the office area, dude. Like I would literally just kind of take like five minutes here, five minutes there each month. And I began to get to know who he was, man. And so here I was, the toughest time in my life, Abraham, and the Lord was using that time to get to know him, man. Mm. And then fast forward a little bit down the road in that same time frame, I'm at a used bookstore. Man, uh, I, I see this copy of a Howard Hendricks book. It was his first book, man, that was in the free bin, if you want to call it. And <laughs> we have one of those here. <laughs> yeah, one of those here. So, yeah. I, so, so I took the book, Abraham, mm. and just kind of brushed up on who he was even then. Mm. And then, Allah, I'm on this call with Dr. Gene Getz, man, and he's going, I think you should write this story. And I had to literally say, you know, Lord, for the last five years, all along the way, you've been leading, man, Lord. And so it was one of those things where I began to sum it all up, Abraham, and go, I think this may be the right assignment for me. But the the, the Lord used five of those years, three or five of of those years, through some very hard times, man, Mm. to focus my attention on this assignment. Wow. Wow. It's just amazing how just the Lord uh, moves the pieces of time to get you to that place and using people to to get you where we're at right now in in talking about his life. Now, uh, Howard's wife, uh, Janine or Jean, I don't know, was known to be encouraging a life partner. What role does she play in encouraging him to carry out his dream as a professor? Oh, wow. If I mean, there would be no Howard Hendricks if there was no Miss Hendricks. So I want to be very clear. Wow. That. And I think oftentimes when we see people who are on the forefront, like missionaries, for example, mm. we tend to just see them. We don't see the person who's behind them, honestly. Yeah. The spouse who is literally going, man, I'm making sure the kids are okay. I'm making sure they can do ministry successfully. The real workers, I love saying this, if you look at anyone who is uh, in leadership and ministry, the real work really is the people who are behind them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Folks who are in front, they're doing what God's called them to do, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but it's the folks who are behind them who are literally like championing them, uh, man. And so here is Mrs. Hendricks, you know, she's raising the kids. There's no other greater job than that by the way. And at the same time, I would say she's doing the real ministry. And I would also say, you never know who may come back to write about you down the road. You yeah. have to go back to your spouse to have a conversation about you. So be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody might be writing about you uh, decades or right. decades after you're long gone. <laughs> so you never know who may be the person to come along and do that. Wow. And so when I was, when I had the privilege of speaking with her, Man, the stories were just amazing, by the way. And I, I'm going to truly miss that time. Wow. Fair. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I really love that you point out that uh, how Mrs. Hendricks was uh, behind a scene and supporting uh, her her husband and, and, and the role that she is playing um, in the home, in the support system, because without it, uh, there are men's men who wouldn't be great men, you know, and it's, uh, and you know, it's, it's amazing why the Lord puts a man and a woman together, uh, for a lot of other reasons as well. But, you know, 
you know, when you have that, that wife that's there to support you and to pick up the pieces where it needs to be picked up and it, it, it's amazing. There, what's the, what's the saying that behind every great man, there's a, an amazing woman or something like that. Yes. Yeah. There is that, that, that saying. And it's, it was, it's not been more true than it is here wow. in the life of Dr. Hendricks wow. by far. Wow, that is amazing. Amazing. Now, um, Howard's struggle in his role as a husband and father, how did he overcome his struggles and develop a healthy relationship with his children? And how do his kids view him today? As we it's kind of a great question to transition from, hey, we got this woman behind him, but then here's some true facts about just struggles about being a, uh, about fatherhood. Yeah, you know, Howard suffered from what a lot of a lot of other people suffer from. You know, his mom and dad were not a part of his life, Abraham. I mean, mm. to to be fair, you know, Howard's life starts off pretty bad. Mm. Um, it's one of those things where he literally overhears his mom say, "I wish I never would have had him." Wow. And his dad is nowhere to to be found. So neither one of his parents were involved in his life growing up. And so you look at the life of, of Howard Hendricks, you have to go, but God, man, mm. because it should not have, it should have never happened. And like in the natural, Howard being a seminary professor should have never taken place, but God, man. And so, so he, he hears that he's trying to learn how to, how to do that well, because he had never seen it before. His grandmother's the one who takes care of him, leads him to faith. But he never sees what it's like to be in a quote unquote, you know, home where a dad was present and active. Mm. And so I would say, you know, and Mrs. Hendricks would say that's better yet, that that he struggled with that. I mean, he had a hard time with it. However, Abraham, it is interesting that all three of his kids are serving in ministry today. Wow. Man. And so one of them is the teacher of not the teacher. Who, who heads up the Dallas Theological Seminary Howard mm. Hendricks Center, in fact, is mm. his son. Oh, wow. And he wrote a couple books with his son as well. And so, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to doubt Mrs. Hendricks and saying that he struggled with it. I'm sure he did. But uh, as, as the book of Romans says, all things work together for the good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, so his kids turned out all right, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how the uh, the mercy of God that we have that He has on us, and um, you know, coming out. I mean, that must be tough, like coming out with no mom and dad. Yeah, and, and like you said, it's only the work of God, you know, to be able it's to. It's all work, God. And I would say too, Aaron as well. It, this is where I love how God just works. Is that where we have our shortcomings, mm. man? Where we are weak, God will place people in our lives, man, to help guide us through. Yeah. And so that was a weak spot, but Howard had lots of of, of mentors who filled that spot or who tried to fill that wow. void, man. Wow, amazing, amazing. Now, uh. We were just talking about uh, of Howard being at uh, DTS, Dallas Theological Seminary. When did Howard begin his career at Dallas Theological Sem- Seminary? Is it true that he tried to quit while teaching there? 
you tried to quit many of times, mm. and there are two sides of the Howard going to DTS mm. process. So he goes there the first time. He's a student. He wants to go off to Yale, to be honest with you, mm. to to go learn there. And he gets a call from the president that says, hey, can you come back to Dallas and teach here? And so he stops what he's doing in that regard, goes to DTS, and everything in Howard's life changes from that moment on. Wow. It was one of those things where he gets there. He's the youngest professor. You know, throughout his, like, early days, nobody wanted him there. <laughs> That's mm. what he's very clear on that. He wasn't very popular. He wasn't widely known. A lot of the other professors thought he was a soft weight, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, he arrives. He He's really one of the founders of Christian education, one of, there were a couple other ones who were doing some great work that time, too. He's one of the early adapters to that. So they saw Christian education as being very, very weak. Like, why do we need that when we have all these other things? Um, and so it's one of those things. He gets there, and it doesn't go well at first. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is you look up today, and there's this building named after him on their campus, but it did not start off well, though. Mm. Wow. And just the Lord was probably just working him to stay and, you know, people encouraging him to stay. And yeah. I, I, how many times have we felt that way and things that we might be doing that we just want to quit because it's the easiest thing to do? Yeah, and, it's, it starts off terrible, mm, in fact. Wow. That's that's amazing. Now, um, one of the things that you discovered about Howard is that his valued he valued people from all walks of life. Race or color was never a factor for him. Can you share a story with us that illustrates his love for people and how he mentored them? Yeah, there are so many, but the one that I think of that we all need need to do as ministry leaders as missionaries here is that to open doors for others, man. That's what Howard did. He opened doors, man. And so it was one of those things where, just kind of imagine, it's the 1950s, 1960s, um, a guy named Tony walks through the door. He wants to go to school at DTS. And they basically tell him, we don't know. It's a day and time and in, in, in age where um, we're... we're we're just integrating races. It was not what was going on, yeah. especially here in, in America anyway. Thankfully, we've come a long way. But in that era, 50s and 60s, that did not happen. Mm-hmm. And so two things here r- real quick. Howard was someone who really believed in integration by yeah. far. And so he would go and teach at schools that were all black, in fact. And so here comes Tony. And according to Mrs. Hendricks, he, he would come home angry in mm. fact, because he would be like, they don't want to let him him in and he needs to get in. In fact, wow. so he's pretty angry about this. I mean, so and, and when he's angry about this, he's not at the time in his life where he has a lot of leeway, to be mm. fair, because he wasn't well liked. And mm. so he makes the point. We're going to let Tony in. Tony, by the way, happens to be Tony Evans. Man. Um, and so it's one of those things where Tony Evans would say this, and I would, I would have to applaud him, that, 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 that he would say, 
Howard Hendricks was one of the greatest people you ever met that opened the door for him. In fact, what ended up happening in all of this is Howard was a chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys, um, mm. and he would end up opening that door, too, for Tony Evans to be the chaplain of Dallas Cowboys as well. So mm. he opened doors, and I think as missionaries, or as ministry leaders, or as believers, period, we should be opening doors, man. Yeah. I mean, this is the command that we have given to go make disciples to right. all nations, to all the nations, right? Doesn't matter what we look like, right? That is a command and a sad point in our history. But, you know, I think that we're in a place that we need to reach everybody. Um, but uh, it's amazing how just uh, Howard did that and how the Lord used uh, that in that time to open the doors for people. Um, yeah. And, and incredible, in fact. Yeah, and that's that's just awesome, awesome to 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 hear. Now, a person who was greatly impacted by Howard's desire to maintain a teachable spirit is Mark Miller, VP of Leadership at Chick Fil A. What did Mark learn from spending time with Har- Howard, and how did his influ- How did he influence his career? Yeah. Mark, Mark's a great person. He actually lives not too far from me. In fact, here. Mm. So when I had this conversation with with him, it was it was it was at his house, <laughs> of all places. <laughs> um, and hearing him tell the story of Howard was just incredible to, to me. He would actually fly to Dallas routinely mm. just to get his wisdom, and in return, Howard would have him fill in for him in, in classes as well. And so, Mark would literally say. When it comes to the leadership principles that they use at Chick-fil-A today, mm-hmm. that Howard was a large part of that. Wow. Wow. I, so there's probably like, a lot of people that don't know that. Yeah. So if you like Chick-fil-A, then, you know, you should love this part of the book. Man. Yeah. One of our friends of the ministry is a Chick-fil-A operator here in Laredo. So wow. that's I'm going to I'm going to let him know that. He, I wonder if he knows that he probably doesn't. <laughs> it's an incredible brand though i mean it's a great place oh, to eat can we get Stop. some of the the morning breath breakfast Stop. biscuits Stop. and chicken here, uh, you know brought brought to us man it's, it's kind of funny here i don't, I don't know about there but mm-hmm. here they deliver to you yeah. here Man. And so on our street often you see the the, the chick-fil-a car and i'm like Oh my gosh, I'm getting hungry even talking about it. I'm gonna move <laughs> on to conversation. We can take a little break and you can just order something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and we like can make our we can make our audience. Player, man. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, what that's pretty amazing. Just uh I mean, for listening uh, well, our worldwide audience, uh I mean I think everybody's heard of Chick-fil-A. They're closed on Sunday. Um just their their model of how they invest in people, um, how they how they treat their people. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, in the, in the fast food industry, I mean, that place is goes above and beyond. And I wonder how much of how our influence is, uh, there just in, you know, spirit, I guess, in, in, in spirit in the sense of like what he he's taught and mentored these men and that they just relayed down to other people. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where when you look at Howard Hendricks' life, I mean, I, I agree with Andy Stanley on this. He could have been a household name, but he really chose to do 
to give his life away behind the scenes. Mm. Abraham, well, I was going to sum it all up, man. Mm. Um, you know, he really had that desire. He told Andy Stanley one time because Andy was was just asking him the question, "Well, why don't you go pastor?" And he said, "Andy." Um, I could do that, but I have more influence here in discipling guys like you. Mm. Wow. Wow. So that, I mean, yeah, I, you know, this is something here at Bridge where, uh, we're always talking about disciple making and the importance in that. And just, uh, just amazing to hear just the impact that Howard's had in his life. And that just, uh, it's really encouraging for sure. Now, um, what is a recipe for mentoring and how does one find a capable mentor? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I think Titus, you know, is, is very clear on this book of Titus, very, very clear that's Christ followers. We've been called to do it. Mm. And so it's one of those things. If someone's breathing, they're walking around, that could be a good person to mentor, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, where, where Howard saw it as his calling. Hmm. And so like, he did not see it as, hey, I think I'll kind of add this to my schedule. And in fact, most of the times when he would lead these discipleship groups, it was the first thing of the morning, in fact. Hmm. To, and so it's how he kicked off his day. And so it's one of those di- di- deals where if you're breathing, living, Christ follower, and you've been called to mentor. We don't get a way out on this one. Mm. And so and I also say step two here is is definitely being open. It's opening doors for, for folks. And step three, believe it or not, it is it is showing up and being a great listener. Um, when a lot of leaders would get in the car with Howard to drive to certain ministry locations that they would drive him to, they all said this fundamentally. They'd get in the car. Howard would say hello. They start talking five minutes into it. They're doing all of the talking. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, Howard would go, hey, have you thought about this? Um, and so it's one of those deals where what I love about Howard is, is that the tool of mentoring is being a good listener and leaning in, which is what he did. Yeah, that's something that I've uh thought about myself when um because i do a lot of talking and i should at times listen more uh but i I, (laughs) and uh i definitely something that i've been working on of becoming more of a listener um and you know that's something my wife definitely appreciates when i do take the time to listen to her instead of uh you know giving my opinions or uh, my way to fix things and 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 that's definitely something that uh, um, I appreciate that Howard uh, did, yeah. and it goes a long way. Like it, like it does, man. like for our listeners, you know, um, if you're discipling people, um, you know, man, spend the time to listen more than 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 then we should be speaking in the sense of like, cause sometimes people just want to be listened to. And again, and when we have that opportunity, uh, that, that, that time and the opportunity to speak, then we pour into them. But, uh, that is something I definitely want to be working on and continue to work on, um, uh, as, as the rest of my life here on earth, you know, is to, to be more of a listener and at times. Couldn't agree more. On yeah. That point. 
So, uh, man, uh, Mina, this this interview went really quickly. I'm just looking at the time right now. I always say that, but yeah, I mean, this was this was oh, fast. Thanks. Man. So, so, so we're gonna we're gonna wind down here to the last couple of questions as we land the plane. So, uh, first, uh, how has the life of Howard Hendricks mentored your life? your career, and your walk with the Lord? Yeah, you know, it's helped me be a lot more bolder in, in the sense of that I just made the decision that when it comes to speaking truth, I'm going to do that. Mm. Um, the Lord opens the door. I'm going to I'm gonna make that happen because Howard was a truth teller, period. And you look at his life, that's what he did best, man. Um, at the same time, you never know what you're leaving but behind, with that. And at the same time, I would also say, you know, do what God's called you to do and do it well. Hmm. And and Howard did not sway for that. It didn't mean he didn't have, you know, times where he wanted to quit. As leaders, that's going to happen. As they say, for pastors, that's usually every Monday morning, in fact. Uh, <laughs> they're like, I am, I, 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 I'm out of here. Um, and that's okay, but uh, Howard stayed the course, mm. and so I learned his life to stay the course, man. Wow, that's amazing. Well, uh, Mina, can you, before we end this podcast, share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our worldwide audience? That's a great question. It was I said earlier the story of how of how Jesus walked into my life. Um, I remember, you know, the guy, my mentor at that time, sitting down with me and just saying, it's as simple as the ABCs, man, you know, admit um, that you're a sinner, you know, and and that's, that, that is the first step is that we are not good without Jesus. That step two is believe, you know, and people may not know it. You know, I love about believing is you may not have all the answers and we won't get all the answers. So we get to heaven, by the way. But take that first step wherever you're at and just ask God to point out to you. What does it look like to believe, man? And then step three is confess. You have to open your mouth and and and, and you. I mean, it's what, I, it's what I love about Jesus is this, is that he's already there. Man. Mm. And so he wants to hear you say you acknowledge that you accept his free gift. And it's kind of hard to understand sometimes in our culture when we want people to kind of pay and give back. And what I love about Jesus is there's nothing we can do mm. to get back. I mean, mm. there I mean, he did it all. That's the difference between every other religion and Christianity. Every other religion is Man, you have to keep paying into it. You have to keep mm-hmm. doing it. With Christianity, it's already been done. Man. Um, and so the gift is yours to receive. It's already been done. Wow. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, go get the book, The Influential Mentor, How the Life and Legacy of Howard Hendrick Equipped and Inspired a Generation of Leaders by Mina Mara by Moody Publishing. Please go get out the book. Mina, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
minaspeaks.com. Mm. It's M A I N A speaks.com. And I hope they do. I love hearing back from folks <laughs> who I'm talking to. It makes the conversation better, Abraham, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Go check out Mina's new book, The Influence, The Influential Mentor, and How the Life and Legacy of Howard Hendricks Equips and Inspires a Generation of leaders. Mina, thank you very much for coming on Bridge Radio today. I had a great time uh, getting to know you, and hopefully we can have you back in any other books that you have written or will write in the future. And uh, And we are excited what the Lord is doing in your life and how you are being a mentor and an influential person in, 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 in other Christian uh, men and, and, and women. So... Thank you. Anytime. This was fun. Thank you. This was fun. I appreciate it. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this week's episode with Amina Mara on his new book, The Influential Mentor, How the Life and Legacy of Howard Hendrick Equip and Inspire a Generation of Leaders. Um, To be honest, guys, before uh, I... uh, this book came out. I was not really familiar with Howard Hendricks. Um, I'm sure for our Texas audience and maybe like the Dallas area and beyond are familiar with him and in, in, in those circuits. I wasn't. So it was really cool to just uh, get to know a little bit about Howard Hendricks and just how, you know, God uh, moved to help Mina Mara uh, write this book through other people and just the people that uh, Howard Hendricks did influence. Uh, and, and again, um, you know, one of the things is that we're, we're, we're focusing on a man um, who loved the Lord, uh, a, an imperfect man, as we talked about, who just wanted to share the gospel and inspire people and, and, and share the good news of Jesus Christ. And in that, uh, he, he helped people like Tony and to, to get into the door and uh, give opportunities. And it's just amazing how the, the Lord uses means um, to uh, accomplish his will. So it was just really, really awesome to um, interview Mina on the life and the legacy of Howard Hendricks. Who was, who was a professor over at Dallas Theological Seminary, DTS. Um, so please go check out the book. Go get it. The Influential Mentor by Moody Publishing by Mina Mara. And guys, um, we have just one. I do want to mention just some of the exciting things that we are uh, coming up here. That's coming up here at Bridge. Uh, so please, please don't forget to uh, uh, check out our website. And again, guys, go check our app, download the app. And again, if the Lord moves you to give to the ministry, we'll take a dollar. Uh, it's very important to uh, keep um, moving forward with the ministry that uh, Jesus has entrusted Bridge uh, to bring solid teaching to South Texas, to Laredo and beyond. Uh, and we're just excited what the Lord will be doing here. Um, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. 
And like we always like to end the show, what is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Till next week.